Welcome to another episode of Basically Famous. I am so excited you've joined me. This week we have a very special guest and that is my mom. She is really the most hardworking and inspirational person in my life and it was so fun to sit down with her and get to hear more of her story, the hardships she went through raising us after her dad passed away and just the special bond her and her dad had. That's something we haven't really talked about much growing up and so it was really special to get to hear more about him and how much my mom admired him. We talk about all things from mom to catering to rancher to advice for women in ag, someone wanting to get into ranching. We also talk about all the things she did for us so we never had to miss out and I think it's so cool. Something the podcast doesn't even touch on is how my mom and I really weren't friends until I was 17, and now she's my best friend, and she's the coolest person I know. But thanks for tuning in. During this episode, you might hear our dog. You might hear the washer going. Um, Sorry about that. We live in a chaotic house, but um, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to sit my mom down and talk to her for a couple minutes. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Basically Famous. Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Shelby and Tyler. Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome back to Basically Famous, a podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and with me this week, I have the person most famous in my life, my mom, Donna Schuster. And to start off, just tell our listeners like a little bit about yourself, where you were raised, where you went to college, things like that. I grew up in Uvalde and I went to college at Texas A&M and when I got out of college, um, all I ever wanted to be was a rancher. started out, um, I can remember when I went to school, uh, like when I started kindergarten, I went for a little while and then I thought, no, I don't think I want to do that anymore. And I told my aunt, I said, okay, I'm through with that. And she said, well, but you know, you need to go and learn how to count and And I said, no, I think I can count to 10. I'm good. And and she said, well, you know, but you really need to stay and learn to count higher than 10. I said, no, I'm just going to go and and ranch and and be a rancher and work for my dad. And she said, well, what if you have more than 10 goats? So you're going to have to go back. So uh, really, I just always wanted to be a rancher. And so I uh, went to A&M, came home, uh, worked for my dad and moved to Brackettville uh, got married, not really in that order, but anyway, uh, well, I guess it was in that order. And, uh, John Paul got a job when he graduated from college as an ag teacher in Brackettville. So that's why we ended up in Brackettville. My dad had ranches all around the Uvalde and Brackettville area. And so he was just looking for a job somewhere in that area. So that's how we ended up uh, moving to Brackettville. And, uh, we had our three kids there, love the community and we're just so blessed to get to raise them in Brackettville. Awesome. So talk a little bit about you work for your dad and then in 97, mm-hmm. your dad passed away. And so what that was like in, you know, you had all men working for you. Now your mom owns the operation. You're running the operation. You've been doing that for 25 years and you're the only full-time employee. So, man, I had big plans, like working for my dad was just awesome. Um, Whether it was 
digging post holes, washing water troughs, just being together. He was my very best friend. And I was just felt so blessed to be with him. And everything we did together was just so fun. Um, and God had different plans. And so as a 25-year-old woman, uh, my mom and I found my dad in the pasture. He had been burning pear, and we found him. He had had a heart attack. And um, man, did our life change. Uh, Shelby was 11 months old at that time and actually in the hospital the day we found him. And that's what he had come in that day, um, checked on her, was like, I'm going to go. And he was actually at the ranch that um, I had leased for myself. He helped set me up ranching on a lease for myself. Plus I day worked for him and he went and he was burning pear for me. And we knew like kind of where he was going to be that day. And we kept calling him and we couldn't find him or get a hold of him. And, and so we found him. And, and so um, I had two men that worked for, or they worked for my dad at the time and they were from Mexico and that culture is a little different. Um, they, working for a woman's a little different for them. And I just told them like, you have a job here and we want you to stay, but you're going to have to work for me. And both of them stayed. I mean, I had been working side by side with them every day. And so um, I, I don't think it was any different for them than, than it had already been. And, you know, they were my friends too. And, and, and we just kept on with that. And so with that, I just kept moving forward. I didn't really know what else to do. And so I run the ranch for my mom and my mom and my sister and I all own it. And so February will be 25 years and we've just kept hanging on and, and we feel blessed that we've been able to hold on to what my dad had put together. So you all, you talked about this to me personally, but tell our listeners a little bit about so you're working basically in a man's world, a man's job. You're ranching from sunup to sundown, and now you have three kids. And your kids are in ballet in New Valley and gymnastics in Del Rio. And, I mean, we played basketball and rodeoed, and Shelby did guitar lessons and singing lessons. And so, like, you're telling me the hardest part of, like, being a rancher was also being a mom because you were expected to clean the house, come home and cook, wash our laundry, and all of that. It, it was, and I guess that you never know what to expect, and that's a good thing, or you probably wouldn't have kids, because every mom will tell you that that's the hardest but most rewarding job that there is out there is being a mom. Um, I didn't want my kids to not be able to have any opportunity or participate in any activity that they wanted to. And living in a small town, you didn't have to pick one sport and play it year-round. And if you wanted to, you know, do summer league basketball in Eagle Pass, you know, an hour away, we made that happen for you. And, um, you know, or play volleyball in Del Rio and then come and jump on your horse and run the straight pattern at Kumado. Um, You know, we, we tried to make all that happen. And, and at times I think my husband thought I was crazy. But we, we knew as they got older, they were going to have to pick and choose. And I just wanted them to be able to. But definitely, I think that was the hardest part. Like, um, everyone, for the most part, most people that I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, especially starting out running the ranch, 
um, already knew me, had so much respect for my dad that they didn't treat me any different or uh, they didn't treat me lesser because I was a woman. I mean, a few times you get people like that, but I always felt like they probably treated men poorly if they treated me poorly too. Um, people who really know me probably know I can work just as hard as a man and, and never really treated me any lesser for, for being a woman, but the juggling act of being a mom and running the ranch was definitely the hardest part of it. And to some part still is, even though my kids are, are grown now, but you know, I, I mean, I wanted to make their cookies for their, you know, Christmas party and, and I wanted to be at their programs and, and if I couldn't be at something I felt, and I was at the ranch because I had to be at the ranch, you know, I felt really guilty about it, but I didn't miss many things, um, many basketball games or, you know, and I just made it work. And when my dad passed away, we had 10 ranches and we ran a lot of Angora goats and circumstances changed um, with the law, with the wildlife exemption for taxes. And so a lot of the country that we were able to lease uh, that for people for tax purposes uh, didn't lease anymore. And a lot of lands changed hands. Uh, a lot of the ranches, like we had uh, some leases for over 30 years, you know, different like generations changed. Maybe they sold the land. The land's worth so much more than you can get for it when you, your lease income that land sold. And, and so, we sized down as my children got older and, and that was a good thing because I could spend more time with them. And that gave me some flexibility, um, being a bigger part of their day-to-day -day life. But, you know, uh, when I came home, I still had to cook supper, wash clothes, make sure you had stuff for your project for the <laughs> next day or, or whatever costume you needed for the program. And, and so that, that's really was a juggling act. I still have to keep the books, um, you know, and pay the bills and stuff for, for our personal lives. Um, also, um, so that, that's just, that was the hardest part of me being a woman in ranching. So you also don't just ranch. So we moved out here when I was like seven-ish. So we moved to the ranch. And do you think that made life easier? Like now our barn is a quarter mile from our house. We can walk to go feed our animals. My brother and I, I mean, it wasn't anything for us to be up horseback with you growing up. Um, we both like really enjoyed working with you. And then as I got older, the less I did, but Stetson continues to like work, you know, for you when he comes home. So do you think moving out here was like better for you? Cause it helped you like be closer to things, you know, now if a cow's calving out, you're right here, things like that. Oh, definitely. Or when someone calls and says, Hey, there's a cow out on the highway. Is it yours? Um, you're right here or, you know, cause they might call it midnight or 10 o'clock at night. And so you're here. We lived in town. I mean, six miles away, you know, took me 10 or 15 minutes to get here. So, so that was nice, uh, being able to move to the ranch and growing up, we lived like on 36 acres, just on the edge of Uvalde. And so we didn't ever live on the ranch. And that was just something I always wanted to do was that was just a lifelong dream for me is to actually 
live on on the ranch. And so I think for as far as like raising the kids out here and letting them be able to, you know, ride around or of course, as they got older, like in Stetson, especially, I mean, I could say, Hey, can you go over here and check these waters or, or whatever. And so that's really, it's been nice. And, and also in that, I mean, having them help me on the ranch has just been the biggest blessing in my whole life because I mean, nothing's more fun to me than being horseback at daylight with my kids or working cows with them, um, you know, hand in hand. I mean, my dad would be so proud of that and and so proud of them um, that we're still here and we're still hanging on. So you also, besides mom, rancher, you sell rainfall insurance, you own a catering company, um, you started the catering company. Literally, you did casseroles on Monday <laughs> at the elementary school. So like on Fridays, the teachers could order and they had a chicken and a beef option. And then we would pick up the orders for my mom. She would, you know, go to the store over the weekend and then spend all day Monday, you know, preparing upwards to probably 75 casseroles by the time you include desserts. And we would deliver them on Mondays. And it was just, I mean, I think so much of like, you did that so we never had to miss anything. Like you never told us no. So I think that's so cool. So talk about like how hard that was. Well, Tom's got a little lean there in the, for a while, you know, with our money situation. And I didn't want to tell the kids, no, you can't rodeo or we can't do this or we can't do that. And so I was trying to think of some extra ways to make some money and, and, um, there's one thing I'm really good at. If you can look at all of us is, <laughs> is I can cook. And so I don't know like what even gave me that idea or, or whatever. So I started doing that. And, and so, yeah, the kids would deliver casseroles on Monday. And, and so we did that for a while and, and made some extra money. And that way we, we had extra money to do things like that. And, and, we live in a small community and there's not really anyone who does catering. And so I just hated to tell people no. And I started, I mean, it's not that I advertise, but I cook for hunters and, and I do some small catering jobs. And I have a friend that her and I do some bigger catering jobs. We've even done some in Del Rio and, and Uvalde. And it, like I said, it's not that we advertise, it's kind of word of mouth and, and do and we like to you know help the community and and do things to to help the community where we can and i love to cook so that's my favorite thing to do with my mom so like we're currently cooking for a group it was 16 now it's 12 so we go over every night cook dinner go every, every morning cook breakfast and we leave lunch and it's a lot of work but like i really enjoy it it's also great extra money for me so that's great for me but I mean, just like if you were to tell like an 18 year old girl who like wants to ranch, like that's what she wants to do. We know it's so hard to like that be your only income. Obviously, like our dad has had a job where we have insurance and things of that nature. But like, what would you tell someone who's like just starting out or wanting to get in the ranching business? Um, it's hard. It's really hard. I, I know I told my dad, like, I really want to be a rancher and he didn't want me to. I mean, and I just couldn't believe that he didn't want me to. And I mean, he was just like, it's hard, you know, and, and I, he was trying not to discourage me, but trying not to encourage me. 
and and he just said it's a hard life and and I just it's just a really hard life and and that's what he told me one time and so before I was going to graduate I had one semester left at A&M I took one summer school class first summer session and the next summer session I came home and I all I did was work for him I didn't go out with my friends at night I just worked for him and I thought I'm gonna see if this is what I really want like kind of give it a trial run and I just loved it and and so I thought okay this is it and I mean I guess in every job it's hard I mean you know it's not roses in every job so um there's there's hard things and there's hard times there's just in ranching you just can't control the weather and I mean there was yes I mean there's one night that it you know we'd shared the night the day before and we lost 600 angora muttons um you know to a freeze and rain and that same night we lost like 500 nannies that had been shared over six weeks and that had a cape on them uh, they were real thin and and it had just been a hard winter and so in one night we lost over a thousand head i mean those are things you just can't control and so I feel like maybe in an office job, you have factors that you can control more. The weather's not an issue from an office job. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and you hear people say like, oh, and I just love winter. And I'm thinking, okay, because you work inside. Like if you go to get on your horse before daylight and it's, you know, 25 degrees and the north wind's blowing, it's not that exciting to, <laughs> in winter. But um Anyway, like I said, when you're horseback and you see the sun come up, it's just so, so rewarding. And it's a feeling like I just can't, can't express to someone and maybe not everybody, I guess, appreciates it like I do. Um, but if that's what your passion is and that's what you really want to do, you just know there's hard times ahead. But if you think you're tough enough to do it, go for it. That's what I'd tell somebody. I would say that about anything. I think also something growing up, like we didn't grow up with Wi-Fi, so where my parents live, we don't have Wi-Fi. Uh, now with technology, we all have hotspots on our phone and we connect. And so we didn't play video games. We talk about all the time we're not movie people. Like my mom's like, all these people talk about these Christmas movies they've seen and I've never even heard of them. And so we live like a very outside, outdoors life. And in the summers, like we worked for you and over the break, we worked for you. And so I think that's something cool is like my kids probably won't ever get that opportunity because wherever I live, I'm probably going to have to have Wi-Fi for whatever <laughs> I do. <laughs> like now I work from home, so I have to have Wi-Fi. And so I think that's so cool that we got to live. I mean, now we did get in trouble. We did do dumb things. <laughs> One time I thought I could fly off a golf cart. That didn't <laughs> end well, but that's something that I, you know, most people don't have the pleasure of doing. And it's so fun to see like my friends, you know, when they come out here just to hang out at the house, they're like, oh my gosh, look at this. And like, you don't appreciate what you had till you leave. So I never really was like, yeah, my parents' ranch is so cool. Like I was just like, oh yeah, I got to go work at the ranch tomorrow. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, it's so cool. Like my mom does this. My grandma, you know, helps you run it on the book side and keeps your book straight and pays your bills for the ranch. But I mean, you do everything, you know, what to spray on brush, what to feed cattle, 
like if something's sick, you have a decent idea of what to give it. And so is that something, you know, like over time, you just, you feel like you add something to your knowledge bank every day being out here? Definitely. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I learned a lot from my dad, but I just wasn't with him long enough. And, and then it's kind of trial and error, a lot of it. And of course there's new, you know, as far as what to spray on the brush or medicines coming out. I mean, there's new things coming out all the time. And, and so we try to, you know, extension has lots of programs. We try to go to those things and ask questions and, um, you know, as far as like equipment and, you know, brush control equipment, you know, trying to figure out what works here for us because what works for you might not work for us here. And, and so we're always trying to improve our land and make it more productive for us. So hopefully, you know, y'all will keep it and y'all won't sell it and, and it'll be, you know, we'll leave it for y'all better than, than mm -hmm. it was for us. Although my dad was a, you know, great conservation, you know, rotational grazing. Um, uh, he had lots of lease land, always left it better than he found it. Um, I think that's why people like to lease to him, but, you know, and, and like growing up on a ranch is different from probably growing up in town is like, we don't get to go on big vacations and we don't get to leave here for a week. Um, now that I don't have anybody that works for me, if, I mean, two nights is our max, you know, that we can leave here. And so it's just hard, but we've never been on a week long vacation. We've been on two family vacations. We went to South Padre and we went to Vegas. Yeah. And we go for like three nights, four days is the max my family can do together. All five of us. It's just kind of our unspoken. And like y'all went to Vegas this year, but Stetson was home. And you went two nights. But you know that you can leave Stetson. And if something breaks, that's my grandma wants to come so bad, you know, if you're going to be gone. But if something breaks, like, you know, it's going to be harder for her to fix it where Stetson, you know, if a fence is cut or water's lines broken, he can manage that. Yes. And so it's hard to leave someone who doesn't know those skills. Yes. And like we went to Memphis in August, but we had, we went when we knew Stetson was going to be here. So it's hard for all five of us to leave at the same time because somebody's got to be here. So that, that's something different that, I don't know, I guess I didn't think about either. Like when I first got into ranching or, because my dad did have men who worked for him. And the thing about right now is if I could find somebody to work for me, like we're not big enough for me to have someone full time. And so um, that that's another problem is the labor. And But one of the things is, and I never think about it because I, I mean, and y'all didn't think about it growing up. And like when you went to college, people are like, you know, so your dad has, you know, runs the ranch and you're like, no, my mom, you know, y'all never thought about it because that's just how we grew up. Yes. But, uh, a sharing crew came in to share and y'all were like, and they said something about y'all are all women crew, you know? And it was like me and my mom and my aunts who are like in their seventies <laughs> now to their eighties. And, and I think I had maybe one other lady working for me, you know, day working for me that day or something, you know, and I just never think anything about it because that's just, 
how we operate. Um, but I guess for, for an all men sharing crew to come in, we're probably the only ranch they went to that season that we were an all women ranch hand crew. So it, it makes it unique, but, but we make it. Yeah. Well, I think now more and more women are either part of their operation, like they weren't their husband's or their dads did, you know, the manual labor and their mom might've kept the books, but I feel like more and more women, you know, every day become part of their operations and they're more involved in this decision-making. They're working on education. And I think just seeing like over the years being in 4-H and then now college, like the educational opportunities available to people, there's so much more. Yeah. So do you feel like you know, you've been able to go to more programs and learn more. I mean, now you can Google, you know, if yes. you have something you need, you can Google it, order it online. Like that wasn't really a thing you could do when you first started. Well, out. and and I know one time, I mean, you're going to laugh, but like I had a pressure switch go out on a pump. So I just Google like how to put one in. So I go buy one, put it in, you know, and so you, you didn't have that, you know. 20 years ago. And so, man, I do things like that all the time. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of dangerous actually <laughs> with, uh, with a little bit of knowledge and some Google, I can, you know, fix whatever, but I'm still not a very good mechanic, but that's okay. I, you know, sometimes I think, well, I, I probably know more than most women do. And, and like, I used to pull all my own windmills and work on and all my own windmills. Uh, and that's something I really enjoyed actually. But my dad would tell us growing up, you know, my mom kept the books and she always had an off ranch job. And he was like, well, if it wasn't for her, I would just give all our money away, you know, and she knew where all the money was and, and what they could spend and stuff. And, it, you know, she was an important part of the operation and finances, you know, buying land, putting it together and, and everything that she, she does a research. Yes. And he felt like she was just as important as he was, even though he was the physical labor. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. I will say that you are one of the best stewards of the land. And what I see, I mean, obviously when you talk to other people, it's it's a lot harder to run cattle and goats out here just because, you know, it's hard to, it's rocky and now with the border crisis. And so I just, I mean, I've seen from our front pasture in front of our house go from where you couldn't even see our barn to, you know, now it's this beautiful green pasture. And, so, and your dad helped a lot with that too. Yeah. So my parents do, I think, work really hard to be good stewards of the land. And that's something um, I have a greater appreciation for. Before I used to think like, oh, they're making me pick up these rocks. Jeez. <laughs> but now, you know, I see the benefits of all those rocks I had to pick up, even if it was for punishment. <laughs> that's so. right. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. All right.